Gather House, welcome. This is episode 103. I'm here with David and Lewis. Hey, hey. Welcome back, everybody. And we're here to talk about our last game, our LA versus NYFC, or NYCFC. I've been hearing people saying NYC more than NYCFC now. Hmm. It's a lot of letters. It's a lot of letters yeah, to talk about. But, I almost but, got lost the, there. The one thing yeah. I find interesting with, with you, Bobby, is that all last season you called them NYFC. Um, I think because the Red Bulls were NY, or, yeah, NYRB. And I didn't uh, say NYCFC? No, not I last season. Hear him, you, but... guys, you guys sound like a fucking eye chart. But I can be... <laughs> I could have said it dyslexically like that, yeah. Yeah, N N Y F R B U M C. We're just saying the alphabets now. F C. V L A. <laughs> All right, guys. Sebastian Legette gets the start after much yes, speculation does. over over his fitness, whether he was going to start, whether he was going to not start. Who gets in his starting spot if he doesn't start? He started. And he started. Yes, he, yes, he did. Um, he, uh, he he was a spark. I don't even want to say off the bench, but um, in a game where he probably wasn't supposed to start because the injury bug has hit us, and we'll talk about that later. Uh, Sebastian Lejet comes in, and he he's basically picking up where he left off last season. Yeah, and uh, and I really hope that he continues to do that for the the remaining of the season, and that he can stay healthy this season because the, the players around him are, are obviously going down like flies and we're only in week number two. By the way, the, the I'm sure you guys know, but we failed to mention it uh, before we started talking about this. Uh, uh, the, the Galaxy lost 2-1. to one. Um, <laughs> So, you know... We'll, uh, you were eventually going to say throw that. that. Throw that in there. Uh, eventually, yeah, yeah. But like I said, I'm sure everybody knows. But, alright. Um, so, the, the injury bug has hit the Galaxy already. Um, six players down. And we're in week number two. Well, it okay. almost seems it almost seems like uh, last season is kind of starting all over again. For me personally, the troubling thing is that going into the final preseason match, we were relatively healthy, and then five guys have gone down. Three of those, by the way, through non-contact. Alessandrini was non-contact. Siani was non-contact. Gio was non-contact. Um. I'm not even sure what Pontius has. He, they they just say it, it's a knock. I'm not really sure if it got it uh, in the previous game, in the home opener, in training somewhere. Um, and he was a day-to-day decision, but did not even end up making the trip to New York, uh, which allowed Legit to start. Um, I, I believe I believe Pontius ran into a wooden door, which is uh, which which constitutes a knock. <laughs> Jokes. I get it. Was, I get you know, jokes. Yeah, jokes. Uh, it's 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 really odd. It's really odd to me, guys. Uh, hey, Bobby. Uh, Bobby. Bobby. Mm. How long? How, how long does he use that one? <laughs> Damn it! You didn't even finish what you said, and I giggled. Because <laughs> I knew where you were uh, going with that one. <laughs> I, I love. <laughs> I love making you giggle like a schoolgirl. <laughs> uh, guys. Guys, a bunch of the stuff that we talked about in previewing this game, wouldn't you know it? They popped up in this game. Siani, mm-hmm. we knew he was going to have a hard time. He did. And 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 I keep saying this, and not like the printer joke, and not like the knock knock joke, <laughs> which, which I'll I'll 
<laughs> continue to develop as, as the time goes on. Um, Siani's looking more and more like a guy who's finding out with the rest of the, along with the rest of the Galaxy fan base, that he physically just can't do it anymore. There's a, there was a play, there was a play where like he shielded a guy off the ball and then like clumsily knocked the ball out of bounds for a corner for NYCFC, and he was just like, oh, oh man, what happened, dude? Oh, sorry, uh, sorry, hold on, hold on, he's French. Oh, ha ha. <laughs> You're racist, dude. That's so racist. God. Um, yeah, he had a really no, good but, 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 this one. Go, go lose. It, it, it's not really something that we should be surprised about. Like I said, we talked about it. Siani is, uh, it's uh, not quite a black hole. Uh, that's another player, but it, it is a very definite weak spot in that back line. And it, it's, it's a huge liability. The fact that Siani was able to get the starting position over Steris, you really have to wonder what the hell Steris did in, uh, in preseason. Um, it, it's just, um, it, it's bizarre to think that this guy was signed for 600K and taking up an international spot. And, and somehow we didn't get rid of him. We didn't upgrade where we should have. And I think we all expected Steris to be the starter. The fact that Michael Siani won the starting position, that, that says a lot about um, uh, about that particular position. And the fact that they, he, they're playing uh, alongside Felcher, ouch. Well, he's the starter now because he had to leave the game early due to a hip flexor injury. So who knows how long he's going to be out. Again, 36-year-old uh 36-year-old guy, you know, he's an old man with a hip injury. He, he's not 36, he, is he? I hope he's got life alert. Oh, dude, we're the same age. <laughs> and and I have now. life alert. <laughs> I got the Michael thing around Ciani, my neck. Michael Ciani is younger than I am, but I am not a professional player. So um, he's probably in better shape, you're right. You're a professional uh, hater, man. <laughs> Let's, <laughs> I'm a professional hater, you're right. Uh, let's move on to, uh, you know, Lewis, you mentioned the black hole. Uh, let's move on to Gio. He, uh, it causes litany of issues, not only in the know. attack, but through the midfield. Go ahead, Bobby. No, 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 because you were going to say black hole. For me, it's an eclipse now. It's quite beautiful that I don't have to see him anymore for the next few games. <laughs> well, we'll see. Uh, he... he um, his his influence seems to be spreading to the players around him. And granted, he did get hurt in about the twenty third minute uh, after uh, after he goes in for a challenge on the goalkeeper. Uh, it was it was said on on uh, social media that he went and he he had uh, somebody hit the back of his uh, his calf, um, and maybe that was the cause of the injury. But I was I watched him for a good while after that, and he was making his runs fine. He seemed to be trying to get involved in the attack, or at least, uh, you know, trying to get involved in an in attack that the that uh, the galaxy was uh, the rest of the team was actually trying to bypass him, including including his brother. Um, he was subbed off at the half uh, for tightness, uh, and uh, and I think he's going to be out. Uh, if he's not injured, then he's going to be with Mexico, and if uh, he's not with Mexico, he's going to be on the bench. At least for the Vancouver game, uh, hopefully he is officially out of the World Cup squad. For uh, uh, not the World Cup squad, but the the Mexican squad that that plays a friendly, he's officially out of it. 
Oh, okay. So, so he's not going to be called into that. Um, Did Jonathan get far, called? Uh, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that Gio's not going to get called in because of the injury. But um, he, if he's out for tightness, I don't think someone kicked him. It, 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 I mean, getting kicked is not going to cause tightness. That's something that you either yeah, this is start off tissue. with or, yeah, it, it, it's not, it, I, like I said, I, I don't think it was a contact or at the very, you know, this is the galaxy. So they, they give to us is not always the most uh, sincere. So it could very well be a uh, bruised ego. And, uh, you know, b- being sat on the bench is uh, obviously the thing that the, the Galaxy could have hoped for because once he was out, now you can attribute that to, well, you know, Siggy made his adjustments at the half and, and the Galaxy needed to do or did what they needed to do. But uh, Gio being out is one hell of an adjustment. And you saw the difference. It was a night and day mm-hmm. difference between the first and the, and, and the second half, um, including... Uh, the play from his brother Jonathan, who was much better in the second half. I think he had a bad, as bad a first half as maybe David had uh, made it seem. Uh, I thought he uh, he didn't have a great uh, first half, but I don't think he had a terrible first half. He seemed really seemed like really slow to react uh, to some things. Like he didn't, he wasn't putting pressure on time. He was giving up lazy passes. Like he was. There was there was a, at least three occasions where he passed it to he literally passed it to an NYC player like with no effort uh, to try to get to a to a, a Galaxy player. Um, but you're right in the, in the second half um, he really turned it up and he was like the focal point. He was the engine that was running the the attack and and it wasn't great but it was better. Uh, it, it certainly was an improvement from the first half, and he got it, and he got the goal. So that's, I mean, that's the whole, good for him. Mm-hmm. No, I was going to say the entire team was was better in the second half. I mean, I mean, we we were able to get actually get a little bit more of an attack. We actually were able to hold on to the ball a bit better. I mean, it just it's night and day. I mean, also yeah, with Siani really out, is. also with Siani and having Stares in. I, I if you give me a choice, I would probably put Steris over Siani, and I would uh, obviously not have Gio anywhere near that starting lineup or anywhere near the bench, to be honest with you. But uh, like I said, I'm not sure if this was a, a case of Siggy went into halftime, talked to the guys and said, this is what we need to do better, blah, 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 making his adjustments, ripping to the guys, or it, it wasn't merely a fact that Gio wasn't on the field and they didn't have to play around him. Um, and they actually had 11 guys playing going forward and actually trying to win the game because, truth be told, even with 10 men, when Cole got the, his uh, his second yellow card and got ejected from the game late in the game, they were still making a push. They were still trying to find a result in that game, which, by the way, I, I thought was one of the, the, the positives in the game. Uh, if this was last year's team, that doesn't happen. If this was last year's team, I yeah. think we get blown out. And by the way, speaking of being out, that easy could have happened as well. But Bingham had one hell of a game. Mm-hmm. There were times that he uh, really kept us in the game. He made uh, quite a, a few saves. In fact, in the uh, the uh, goal for NYCFC, he actually went one-on-one and won that matchup before the rebound uh, was eventually put in. So I think if it wasn't for Bingham, this scoreline could have been um, 
a lot less respectable for for the galaxy. I agree with Lewis. Yeah. I was thinking about that during the time during the game, but for some, I knew we were gonna probably um, go over that um, or forget that. I mean, and thank you for bringing that up, Lewis, because man, he had a really good game. Yeah, yeah I agree. I, I think I think that um, um, he was certainly not one of the ones that one of the, the the guys that had a bad game. I mean, you know, when you make. Uh, when you make a, a block like that on a one-on-one duel, uh, he made his he made his block. He did what he needed to do, and even on the first goal, he made the block and uh, and the, the rebound went out to uh, or hit the post, and then the no, rebound no, went no, out no. To, uh, no. Are you talking about no, the first no, goal? Right. He, he, yeah, yeah, the first goal. It was the, the stupid first goal deflection by when... Siani. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. It was a deflection by Siani. Um, uh, he wasn't able to clear the ball. That's right. Uh, but I think Bingham came out to to put pressure that that caused the the bad shot, and uh, unfortunately he wasn't able to recover. But part of that was because Jonathan and um, and Boateng did not or, or failed to follow uh, Tinnerholm on the play. Like they they just like got caught ball watching on that. And um, speaking of Boateng, he had himself a stinker. Um, he got taken off the ball so many times. He gave up the ball, uh, you know, unforced, too many unforced turnovers. Uh, he took too long to make the final pass. I mean, he just he kept getting caught in possession. He was terrible in this game. So here's the thing with Boateng um, or any other player who's not used to playing in such a very, you know, enclosed field, the, the way Yankee Stadium is, narrow, enclosed field. Um, if you're going to play in that type of field, I, I always think about um, – what what I heard is what the, the training regiment down in I think Brazil uh, uh, and Argentina are when when you're young kids and you're prepping them up to be club players or whatever uh, you put them on a very narrow field uh, like an indoor uh, soccer field and if you played indoor soccer you know that it's a lot smaller and it's a lot faster so you play in there exclusively from what I hear you play yeah, in the there angles are different. Yeah, the angles are very different. Uh, the gameplay, the, the speed, everything is completely different. And they're playing there exclusively for X amount of years or whatever. And obviously, you're going to have to um, increase your speed, your reaction time, your footwork has to really be on point to be effective. And once they've mastered that, then they say, okay, let's get you on a regular soccer field. And like, holy crap, I got all this space to do this. And they essentially become better. Point is that you have to play in a small field like that. You, you have to have quick reflexes, quick decision-making. Um, you need to be very uh, good on the ball. Your footwork has to be phenomenal. These are things that Emma doesn't have. And it shows. Right. Uh, right, but, you, but Siggy should know that. Like, why, why, why don't the, why doesn't the coaching staff know what the strengths of the players are? Same thing with Siani. They know that he, you know, like we, like we said last week, the sidelines were all screwed up for him. He's not a player that it, that seems to adapt very well uh, to situations. Um, why not start Carrasco in a narrow field just to clog the hell out of the middle? Like that would have been the per- because when he came on that. Was that also played into a big factor as to why the game uh, improved, the team improved? I think. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you there. Uh, I would feel bad just ben- benching Emma uh, for the sake of benching Emma. 
because uh, he has earned a starting position uh, regardless. No, you, you do it out but of yes, you do necessity. It, right, of course, of course. Um, and, and I agree with you. I, I do believe that Polly Carrasco w- would have been better, uh, a, a better fit in this game, but he came in for for Gio. I mean, that that would have been your starting lineup anyway. You you would have to have taken Gio out of the game, which uh, again goes to the point that once Gio's taken off, everything else and everybody else seems to improve. So I, I think that played a little bit of, of a factor in as well. But uh, I th- there's no with the exception of Jonathan, and again that's why he excelled in the second half um, on that field. Jonathan was the only one with that type of a skill level to be effective, and it showed. Um, and uh, I think Legit, uh, like we said, I, I think he, he picked up right where he left off. He had a really good game. I feel that he's definitely on pace to, uh, to, to get his starting spot again and to be just as effective as he should have been last season. And it's only one game, guys. We're in week number two. It was one loss. We went up against the one of the Eastern Conference powers on their home turf in a stadium that's obviously a little oddball and difficult to play in. Yeah. There's no need to hit the panic button right now. We knew that we, uh, we all had them losing this game. Uh, <laughs> well, actually, no. Bobby, Bobby had it as a tie. But I, we, I, we I like, knew that... I like how Lewis is like, let's not hit the panic button, guys. But he's the one that started the show, like, super dire. <laughs> I did. Well, yeah, that's, that's what we do. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Um, look, what, what can you do? I mean, in New York City, they executed their game plan almost to perfection um, in the first half. Uh, New York held the lion's share of the possession. Um but somehow let the Galaxy try to come to them knowing that uh, they were going to be uncomfortable in possession. Um, their two goals were counterattacks, but they weren't counterattacks in the way an inferior team plays a counterattack. Like, they played it with purpose. Um, they knew. They knew that the Galaxy was going to create these turnover, uh, turnovers, and they were weak going through the middle, and they just had to wait and pounce on the opportunity. Going into the game, you knew that New York was going to have more possession than the Galaxy. They did hold an advantage, but it was 60-40. That's actually not that big of a, uh, of a gap there. That's, that's pretty close to 50-50. I actually believe there was going to be a little bit more lopsided. Maybe it was the, the narrower field that allowed the Galaxy to have a little bit more time with the ball. I'm not really sure. But at 60-40, I don't want to say that we were dominated. We were obviously clearly the inferior team. I'm not going to sit there and tell you that we were um, that we were anywhere near New York's level right now, but a two to one scoreline is very respectable. It was definitely within the reach of at least gaining a point. Yeah, it's well, it's like Bobby said. Like, like they came in, um, they didn't. We didn't get trash. It could have been worse, like you guys were saying. But um, you know, it's only week two. It's it's week yeah, two. Mm-hmm. The Galaxy are one and one. They have a zero goal difference. But somehow, we're already on Siggy Watch after two games. Who's on Siggy Watch? I've been hearing that people are that we're on Siggy Watch. No one here is on Siggy Watch. But I've seen I've seen I've seen the tweets go, directed at us, Lewis, saying 
this is going to be Siggy Siggy uh, uh, 1.0 soccer again. I, I don't. Okay, I, I don't it's necessarily blame a, a vet coach um, unwilling to change a style. I, I I don't necessarily disagree with that. However, to throw a coach out the door after only two games of a season uh, of a season where the real games don't matter until mid-July or August is ludicrous. There's no reason. Unless your name is Jason Christ, there's absolutely no reason to be on the hot seat <laughs> right now. Siggy is what he did in the offseason and what um, he basically inherited when he became the coach last season, I think has done a pretty commendable job up to this point. We obviously being galaxy fans, we expect an MLS cup each and every single year. And I understand that in the second, game, I understand man. that it's not. Yeah. In the second game, we're supposed to win the championship. We're not allowed to uh, let a goal in and we can't tie a game. It's just, it's yeah. We demand perfection. Which is good. I mean, obviously being ambitious and having those type of goals, uh, it's a good thing that your club can do that. You know, we're not Philadelphia. We're not Colorado. That's a good thing. However, we have to take, compared to because of last season, we have to take steps. We can't go from what we were last season to an overpowering MLS team. It's going to take time. I think Siggy needs to um, develop that. And we talked about it. We need and we deserve, or this team deserves our patience at this point. There's going to be a lot of question marks on the defensive end. We knew that going in. We knew that New York was going to exploit that. We have to be patient with this team going forward. We can't just throw them away at the first sign of trouble. That's just, that, that's overreacting for the sake of overreacting. And I, and I think that even might be a, I hope that it's just a running joke and that people aren't really serious about that because to, to, to panic after two games, it's, it's useless. It's pointless. Like why do that? You don't gain anything out of it. Um, it's true. I, I, I don't know why people tend to be so, I mean, look, it's, 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 uh, it's sports culture to be fickle, right? You uh, you win the preseason, you're going to be champions. You lose your first game, oh, you're going to be terrible the whole season. You you score, you know, you win your first two games, you score five goals. We're the best team ever in MLS. Um, that's just that's unfor- the unfortunate reactionary uh, way of, of, of sports. Um, guys, up next we have uh, Vancouver uh, away. Um, we they uh, we're going to play on uh, on on the turf in uh, Vancouver. Alessandrini will likely be out. Um, Pontius uh, will likely be out. Siani most likely will be out. Actually, Cole, unless he gets his uh, phantom foul on uh, David Villa, uh, yellow card rescinded, uh, will likely be out. Um, the Dos Bros. The yeah the Dos Bros uh, will likely be with Mexico as Lewis said earlier. Uh, Giovanni is uh, ruled out of that one, so it's a question mark as to whether or not Jonathan uh, is going to go to Mex to My play goodness. for Mexico in the in the friendly. Uh, the the good news for the, the the Galaxy, who obviously have some knocks, is that we have a bye week. 
this week. So we're going to have an extra week to uh, to get better. Uh, Alex Drini may or may not be available for Vancouver. I actually I, I expect him. I wouldn't. I, I honestly would not push uh, a, a guy too far this early in the season. Uh, I think, David, you said it. I, I'd rather have him healthy in the later months of, of the season. However, that being said, I don't want him to miss too many games either. I, I It's not... It's not really a good idea to put just a hole that early in the season to to make up later on when you could have been in a much better position um, had you secured a few of those points in March and in April. Uh, yeah, if he's one hundred, if he's 100% to go, I'm all for it. I honestly expect him to be back for LAFC. Vancouver, I think, is still up in the air. And with the Galaxy not really revealing anything uh, aside from he got a hamstring, strained hamstring, usually just takes a couple weeks, more or less. So if that's the case, he should be back for Vancouver. If you want to play it safe, he should definitely be back for the LAFC game at the end of the month. But And as far as Pontius, like I said, it, it's a knock. We, we have no idea what that means, a knock to where, how, how serious. He was a, day, he was a, he was a game day decision uh, for this New York game. I imagine that he'll be available in two weeks for Vancouver. I can't imagine Pontius not playing if he, if he was day-to-day on Sunday but again, it's the galaxy. It's day to day. It could be that he has like, you know, half a brain missing or something. I don't know. Yeah. Well, the you knock. know. Yeah. Right. The, the knock. The was knock. Like Lewis. His... Lewis. Uh, the knock usually. The the knock usually means that someone's at the door. Ah! I you were gonna get another one in. I thought you were gonna try it to make it a little bit different, because you were sitting there like <laughs> waiting, waiting for Lewis to finish, just to say it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I think that the, the uh, our big our biggest um, loss in the next game is definitely going to be Cole. Honestly, like that he, I don't know how we're going to be, I don't know how we're going to be able to play that game. Um, let alone all the potential minuses, but also, but definitely not having Cole there away. Well, most likely we'll see uh, Dave Romney playing in Ashley Cole's place. Uh, we might be, we might see Seth uh, playing in Siani's place. Who knows? Maybe this is a game for Hilly at Arce to see where he's at. Um, I don't, I don't know. Maybe we'll even see Clementa. Who knows? Um, yeah, yeah. It, it, it kind of depends on what the situation calls for at the time. I, I feel that again, if this was last season, because we we had the same problem. We had injury after injury, whether it was one game or or several games. The difference between last year and this season is that. Siggy added depth to the team. Exactly. So, so you had Cole out. You have Romney, who is supposed to be his his main position, supposed to be a left back. So there you go. You you, you put him in uh, on there. Uh, you had Le, not not I'm sorry. You had Alessandrini go down, and you can replace him with a Pontius. You can replace him with a Leget. You can replace him with a Carrasco. You still have who uh, who uh behind uh, him in the depth chart. So they actually have depth in every position, with the exception of a striker. Because if Kamara goes down, and by the way, he went down for a while, and every Galaxy fan really held their breath. Mm-hmm. Well, Legit went down too. Legit, Legit went down also the, went down. Legit when I was way more nervous. <laughs> yes, yes. I actually, that was a lot harder than the than the Kamara um, uh, challenge. <laughs> yeah, a bit bigger scare there. But 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 if Kamara goes down, and I've talked about this, there is absolutely no depth. In the striker position, you have Ariel Lasseter, and that is it. Uh, Jameson is still Pontius. out. You have Pontius. Pontius you can, can play pre- forward. 
You can, yeah, but it's not your natural position. That's that's my point. You don't have that true striker. You only have Lasseter, and I'm sure you can throw someone else in there. Shit, they might even be desperate enough to just throw Geo up front and say, "Here, do something." Uh, it's oh, not going to do just, anything, but but the th- there's nobody there after Kamara that you're going to be able to trust, like like we did last season. We just had no one up there that we were able to trust to score goals or to at least scare some defenses into opening up. Uh, space for your midfielders. It's just not going to happen if if Kamara goes down. Right now, Kamara has the attention of every defender on that field. If he goes down, Lasseter is not going to turn any heads. And I doubt anybody else on this roster that you throw up there is going to do that, especially Gio at this point. At this point, it's best to just, like, dude, he'll shoot himself in the foot. Don't even worry about it. They're playing with 10 men. So we do have a problem in the strike position. The midfield, we have no problem. On defense, there was always question marks, but at least we have a suitable replacement coming in, unlike last season. Uh, speaking of that back line, what are your thoughts on Felcher for this game? Because we have two games, officially two games under... Uh, uh, he has two games under his belt now. Do you think he showed any signs of improvement from what we saw in preseason, the home opener, to this point? And David, I'm kind of more... Uh, toward you because I don't want to give up on the guy, but I think we've seen what he's going to offer us. At well, least on the on the defensive side, I think we've seen what he's going to offer us. Offensively, uh, is a different story. But before before I give my answer, I, I want to see what I, I want to hear from Bobby. No, go go go. I'm I'm going. Okay, so Felcher. Um, Hello, Bobby. Knock knock. He, he wasn't. <laughs> He wasn't egregiously bad, um, I don't think. It, but uh, also, NYC didn't really attack that side. Um, Are you kidding me? They didn't because both both goal well, both goals came from the other side. Um, but uh, I didn't think that he attributed him. Let's call it this. I don't think that he's bad because he's not trying. I think that he's just not that good. Um, yeah, that that was always my point. Having having said that, uh, serviceable serviceable MLS guy, do we have a better right back in the lineup in the roster right now? Unfortunately, we don't, and that was okay, a problem then, we had last then, season. Then that's then 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 that's what we have to deal with. You know, we don't have. Uh, it's not Rafa Garcia. It's not uh, Baggio Hussein at right back. So what else? It's you know who else played right back last year? Uh, Sebastian Lecce played right back. Jossi Zardes, Zardes played right back. Uh, is he better than Jossi Zardes? Uh, 2017 Jossi Zardes. 2018 Jossi Zardes. Uh, is he better than right back Jossi Zardes? Right back 2000 Jossi Zardes or right back 2018? Because I bet you because I bet you anything if you were to play right back right now he'd be so confident enough to just fucking shut people down. Well, but he hasn't, Lewis. So, <laughs> is he better than 2017 right back Giassi Zardes? I I have said before that regardless of how Felcher is playing right now, he is still an upgrade from what we had all of last season. I've said this on multiple uh, podcasts already. I so said that that is do too much to be an upgrade of last year, though. In most that's positions. True. Which is also my point, that you're really not... Just because you've upgraded doesn't necessarily mean you solved the problem. Because we still have a defensive problem on that right side. 
Yeah. And you know Here's... what? I, I understand that he he goes up a lot, and that you know he's got you know a a, a good cross in, and, and he can get the ball in in a, in a dangerous spot. In fact, uh, toward the end of the game, when we were looking for the equalizer, he had back to back crosses that both of them could have. Uh, uh, could have landed in the back of the net. Just a little unlucky there. I think Roscoe had his shot deflected. Um, you had Oleg Mar- you had Oleg Mars in the first half too. Where yeah, uh, yeah, had but that an was unbelievable legit. save by. Uh, oh, that was legit. Okay, that was Legette's, uh, uh cross, not not Felcher. But that wasn't even a save. My point is, face. yeah, I just hit him in the face. He exactly. Just, yeah, it was still um, he blocked it. Yeah, yeah, it's still yeah, it's still a block. Uh, but. My point is, is that Felcher is good going up, and he's going to give you an opportunity to score goals. He's going to give you a good cross. That's great, and I commend him for that. You're a defender. That shouldn't be your first, your biggest asset. Your biggest asset should be defending, because what you're doing or what you're playing is more of a midfield role. When was the last time that yeah. the Galaxy had a defensive right back? Robbie Rogers. Really? Because he wasn't really that great at defending. He was more of an attacking option. That's why he was there. That's Are why you... he turned a, a left-sided forward into a right-sided def- right wing back. That's but what he was. He, he was. He was a he better was still... defender than Felcher. He was a better yes. defender than Felcher. He was a better defender than Rafa Garcia and Jesse Zardes. But he still wasn't a like absolute great defender. And even going back further, Sean Franklin, what was he mostly utilized for? He was mostly utilized for his attack. And I would, I, and although I would call, I wouldn't call uh, AJ De La Garza a defender. I would still say that he was a more of an an attack option than he was a of uh, a, a right back. I will disagree with you there. I I, I definitely saw AJ as a defender. I definitely saw AG as a defender there. Uh, I, yeah, but he, he, was, he started. Remember, he started his career in center in and as right. a center back, right, not right, as right. A, and, not as a right back. Right, and that's uh, why when I, we moved, I look at him that way. Right, when we moved him out there, he was uh, oftentimes being asked to move, you know, uh, uh, offensively, um, and the same thing with Sean Franklin. But like uh, uh, again, and I'm fine with that. I mean, Cole moves up. Cole moves up and distributes. Cole goes up and, and, and will send crosses, and he'll go all the way up. That's fine. I have no problem with that. That's an asset to have. If you're a defender, that's a great asset to have, and that's a good weapon for any team to have. But Cole, you don't have to worry about defensively. He's going to get back, and when he gets back, he's going to shut down. That's what I expect from a defender. I need you, I need you to do your primary job. Your secondary job is to go forward. Your primary job as a defender should be to defend. If right. not, what is, what is the coach you're ask- a midfielder. What is what is what is Siggy asking him to do? Is he asking him to concentrate on moving up, or is he asking him to lock that right side down? Because if he's asking him to lock that right side down and not so much worry about the attack, he doesn't go very far beyond midfield. I actually, that's something that you well, might have he- to. That you might have to like criticize Siggy for then, because if because Alessandrini will hustle, but he's he's not a defender. I mean, he's going to hustle back and he's going to try try track you down when he can. But to play on the same side as Felcher and you're both going up, I mean, th- that's a big huge hole in that right side. Kitchen right, but, can only do so much for you. 
But again, but again, look at look at who Felcher's been paired up with too. And I can't believe I'm now I'm now starting to take the position of defending Felcher, but he's been paired up with Alessandrini, whose primary goal or his primary uh, point is to push the attack. So he's uh-huh. not going to do a lot of defending defensive work. He w- was paired up with Sebastian Legette, who has is not fully ninety minute fit. So he's not going to be tracking back down to help you. So you, you have you have to rely on Perry Kitchen, who was doing too much in this game because of the void that was left by Jonathan Dos Santos in the first half. So he wore himself out. And then on the other side, you have a guy like Emma Boateng who overruns, but Ashley Cole helps you know, helps or, or Dramatic, uses that yes. as advantage sometimes. So you have a lot you have an imbalance. So and, and and the galaxy has to figure that out, and that that's part of that is what the beginning part of the season is about is figuring it all out. Right, and I and that is something that I that I agree with. I, I think that my problem with Belcher. Well, yes, obviously the preseason. You uh, ideally you want to get everything per- perfected uh, yeah, well, before the season opener, and I and I understand that. We don't want to be going through these situations and these problems in the beginning of the season. I mean, of course, we always say, you know, the beginning of the season doesn't really matter as much. But, I mean, look what happened last season. We can't be getting ourselves in a hole. Of course, like you said earlier on, no panic button. But just awareness on that. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, my point is that I think defensively, Felcher has shown us what he's going to give us. And you're right. We're going to have to deal with it, and we're going to have to make our adjustments. And Siggy's going to have to be a lot smarter as to how do I really want to use this guy and, you know, realize uh, the the asset or liability that is that right side. He, he kind of did, like I said, I think that's his one strikeout. Of the offseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, every other uh, player that he has brought in has has been gold, uh, including Bingham, Kitchen, Kamara. Uh, Shelvick is eh. decent enough. Yeah, so he, he's not I, I blame Shelvick on the last goal, the NYC goal. He didn't track with Via. No, that was... Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> was that Shelvick or was that... That yeah, was Shelvick and Cole that, that got caught Cole. ball watching. Yeah. No, okay. Cole wasn't and really then, watching. He was. He was. He was. He was tracking. He was back. on him, he but he got past. But but and Bia then got past him. It got blocked. But that is that is Shelvick's man to to pick up yeah. though. Yeah. yeah. But well, he, he hasn't all he been had to do awful. Was track but he back. hasn't been. Go ahead, Luz. Sorry. I, I was just saying that he, he he hasn't been awful, but he hasn't been spectacular. People were comparing him to Van Dam. Van Dam came oh, out. Oh no. And got our got our attention in game number one of the preseason. We knew who he was. Two thousand seventeen yeah. Van Dam, maybe. Yeah, two thousand. No, 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 no. <laughs> two thousand seventeen Van Dam. I mean, Shelbeck is not that bad. He's just he's quiet. He's not that bad, and he's not that good. He doesn't stand out. <laughs> he doesn't stand out. Now that could be good or bad, depending on your point of view. Does he stand? Because if you're not standing out, that means well, you're probably not doing as much, or you are. Mm. You're not asked to do as much because well nothing's coming your way or because there hasn't been a situation that he's put himself in to get noticed depending on how your point of view is it could be good or bad and that's why i feel that shelvick is like 
if I don't see the player, if I'm not noticing the player doing anything bad or even doing anything good, I, I'm assuming he's just doing his job. He's just defending. Right. He's not. Right. That- so if I'm noticing anything at all, it's not, to, I don't know. I think for a defender, it's a little different than say a forward, yeah, if you know, or a mid, or a, or a playmaker. If a play, yeah. if you don't notice a playmaker is in the game, like Geo, that's a big deal. You're gonna notice, like, hey, where's the Absolutely. guy who's supposed to be creating uh, chances? Who's the guy who's who's supposed to be in the attack nine out of ten times? If you're a defender and you don't notice he's there, there's no harm done, because if he's not doing bad or good, nothing's coming his way. No one's getting past him. He's not beating anybody, so he's pretty neutral, and that's a good sign. Not so much for a for a for a forward or an attacking midfielder. So, like that's what I said. Shelbeck has just kind of been flying flying under the radar, and I'm not necessarily sure that's a bad thing. Well, he's also sitting next to Siani, so you know the focal point is not Shelbeck. Right, right. That's true, but we we certainly give credit where credit is due, and we're going to lay fault on whoever, Absolutely. you know, deserves it. If it's Alessandrini who didn't, you know, do what he's supposed to do, we're going to call him out on it. You know, okay. we're not going to harp on it. We're not going to harp on it the way we, we would say if Gio had made that same mistake. But that's uh, because obviously, he's growth the value of that harp. No, 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 no. no. I, I, I don't disagree with you. This is absolutely true. The reason is that, well, Allison Drini can be forgiven for a mistake here and there. He's shown us significantly more uh, good things than he's shown us bad. Has he made his mistakes? Obviously, he has. And uh, he's, he's not immune to them. He's going to make them. And sometimes he might be at fault for, for missing a goal that he probably should have uh, made or didn't track back and, and uh, cover a guy or whatever the case is. But we can forgive Allison Drini. But we'll call you on it when we see it. But we can move on a lot easier. So, but that's my point. If Shelvick would have made some sort of mistake and and it was constant, we we would have noticed it by now. And I don't think that's happening. Yeah, Alessandrini. So, Alessandrini has made enough deposits in the in the trust bank. Oh, of course. Uh, uh, Shelvick <laughs> is uh, is is writing that like zero balance, zero credit right now. <laughs> Other other players like Gio was like, dude, you've been past you for the last like you know year and a half. Like, come on, you're in collections now, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. All, all this being said, guys, you got to remember it's it's week number two. There's no yeah. reason to get all worked up. Uh, obviously, th- th- there are some deficiencies on this team. Obviously, there are things that we need to keep an eye on and we need to improve on. And we have 32 more games to do so. Or if you yeah. want to get, you know, we have 14 more games to do so. And I'll be honest, uh, the next game will be pretty, I think all three of us, whether the result, whatever result comes out, I think we'll be, we'll be chill. But then the following is when the shit hits the fan and we're going to really give a shit. <laughs> it gets cranked up to 11. Yep. No, it, it really does because the, 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 the team just across the, the city there is it, he came, they came out with a bang. And, and good on them. Uh, this, uh, this really is a, uh, an upgrade. Uh, this really is a, a 2.0. So, you know, good on the goats for, uh, you know, figuring it out. <laughs> no, um, no but, Lewis, Lewis, they're the greatest expansion team ever in the history of MLS. I think they invented soccer. 
shit. Well, you know, they're taking more, that more title reason. from Seattle. They're taking that title from Seattle. How did Seattle no longer invented soccer. <laughs> LAFC has invented soccer, guys. Oh man, I uh, right. I think corrected then. There, there's a reason. Wow, we must have just chosen the wrong team, huh? <laughs> uh, do we have any last more things to say about this game before we move on to MLS recap? Uh, I do have one more thing that I want to bring up, guys. Um, it had nothing to do with the game, but it was it had, this actually happened before the game, uh, as reported by Kevin Baxter. Uh, Ivan Piera and Cesar Roldan helped revive a pregnant woman that was sitting in front of Ivan Piera on the flight going to New York. Um, he noticed that she was having some issues, and he alerted the flight crew, at which point they declared a medical emergency, had to land the plane in Vegas. That's crazy. And, um, and luckily, there was a doctor on the flight as well. Um, and uh, Ivan and, uh, and Caesar helped revive the woman before she was transported to a local Vegas hospital. Um, hopefully, her and, and her baby uh, are okay. And, uh, uh, and we just want to say a big thank you to the Galaxy medical staff, uh, Ivan Pierre and Caesar Rodan. Uh, and, of course, the doctor that was on, on the flight for... Uh, for, you know, doing what they could to help save that woman's life. Uh, like I said, hopefully she is okay. Yeah, it's something that you don't uh, hear about every day, especially coming from, uh, you know, well, it's MLS, so, you know, they, they, gotta, they don't take private jets or anything. Um, but usually see something like this in the movies, not in real life. And it's, uh, it's always uh, good to see something like this, regardless of where it came from, but the fact that it came from the galaxy is just a little extra sense of pride. Um, you know, it's always good to, uh, to hear something, some good news coming out when, uh, when, uh, when tragedy hits good on those guys. All right, guys, thank you for listening to LA is our house. I'm here with David and Lewis. Bye-bye everyone. Make sure to give us a five star rating guys. That would uh, help us out a lot. <laughs> I thought you were going to say make sure you go to a five star hotel. Thank you for listening <laughs> to us. Uh, make sure you check out Balls in the Week. This week. If you want to send me to a five star hotel, I'll take that too. And make sure you check out MLS Recap. Thanks for listening, guys. Later. Good night. Bye. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to LA is Our House. Follow us on our website, laisourhouse.com, and sign up for our monthly newsletter for upcoming articles and special content. Follow us on our Twitter for all of the up-to-date news in our soccer world. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Hit that subscribe button, and we'll see you in the next episode.